Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on March 13th, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There, you'll find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Hallie Parkins with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As truly as God is our Father, so truly is God our Mother. This is revealed in everything, and especially in those sweet words where God says, I am Lord. That is to say, I am God, the power and goodness of fatherhood. I am God, the wisdom and lovingness of motherhood. I am God, the light and the grace, which is all blessed love. I am God, the Trinity. I am God, the unity. I am God, the supreme goodness of every kind of thing. I am God who makes you to love. I am God, who makes you to long. I am God, the endless fulfilling of all true desires. These words come to us from Julian of Norwich, the 14th century English mystic who lived in a cloistered alcove of the church. I have to wonder about the origins of her mystical experience of God, especially held together with scripture today, like we have in the Gospel of Luke. It is certainly mystical, this showing of who God is, and mystical how she translates what she perceives about God as parent into her writing and into her theology. And it deeply roots us in God as mother. It is mystical too, the showing of who God is, even as Christ is our true mother. It may seem radical to us, the image of Christ our mother, but it's been part of this mystical tradition for centuries. Uh, the mystics contemplated this parent relationship as deeply personal, sometimes even physical, and always and throughout deeply loving. Images of God as female and God as mother are part of our scriptures. But for all the mother imagery in the Bible, the strength and ferocity of mother bears, the prowess of eagles and human mothers who are laboring or accompanying early toddlers in their life, our scripture today holds up a very different image, one of Christ as a mother hen. And while there's some wisdom in the ferocity that any mother will protect its young, uh, certainly heightened with the presence of a beak and talons, there's a soft tenderness of protection in the image of mother hen, one of whole-bodied, 
wholehearted and opened arm embrace. We enter Luke's gospel in the story of Jesus's long journey towards Jerusalem. The threats and the conflict around Jesus are mounting. The message of the Pharisees could contain protective cautions or a pointed warning to move on. It's our interpretive insight to glean. And Herod's threat looms large against Jesus, pointedly direct and malicious. There's a sense of urgency to move Jesus along quickly, whether it's motivated by protection and care or sharp pressure to leave. But the threat, the fear, and the inevitable does not change Jesus's pace. Step by step, Jesus moves towards Jerusalem in his own time. And step by step, Jesus moves toward the center of conflict, the center of power, and the center of the heart of humanity. And there is such sorrow in this passage, such sadness that it about breaks my heart as Jesus longs to gather people under the wings of God's embrace in the heart of unfolding danger and conflict. And perhaps I feel this emotion of sorrow more strongly as today marks the day that we gather tentatively together in triumphant ways without masks in Washington state. And I anticipate there will be joy when we begin to see whole faces and whole expressions again. But it also feels so tender thinking about and remembering so many things along the way. We've carried so many things with us through this journey in the pandemic the masks and the hand sanitizer, and a consciousness of space between ourselves and others. We've carried fear and anxiety and held those close to us. We've carried such a longing for one another. And I remember the moment standing outside windows and talking on the phone with people and remembering the longing to hold someone's hand when you couldn't. In all of our longings, I feel we find a small glimpse into the longing of God to gather her chicks under her wing, knowing that she is so vulnerable now and still desires to extend care and protection and love. I think it's almost too vulnerable of an image of God to hold. Even more, Debbie Thomas offers her reflection on that vulnerable God. And on this second Sunday in Lent, Luke's gospel invites us to contemplate Jesus as a mother hen whose chicks don't want her, she says. Though she stands with her wings wide open, offering welcome, belonging, and shelter, her children refuse to come home to her. Her wings, her arms, are empty. This, in other words, is a mother bereft, a mother in mourning, a mother struggling with failure and futility. This is not the powerful image of God triumphant over something, or even the strong female image that would be so heartening to hold up. Instead, Jesus is achingly vulnerable. Thomas goes on to write, what Jesus the mother hen offers is not this absence of danger, but the fullness of his unguarded, open-hearted, wholly vulnerable self in the face of all that threatens and scares us. What he gives us is his own body, his own life, Wings spread open, heart exposed, shade and warmth and shelter at the ready. What he promises at great risk to himself is the making of his very being into a place of refuge in return for his children. Here is Christ, the mother hen, who is open to threat and danger in this world. She puts her life at risk and she's so open to the pain 
and the hurt of the powers that be and also rejection. It's such a vulnerable image of God to dwell with as we journey through Lent, journey towards Jerusalem. And it's a promise of God that breaks open our hearts. And God longs to unfold us under her wing, an impossible vulnerability. And this is our God, the God who loves us. There's a promise at the end in the blessing amid such tenderness and sorrow and longing. It's the blessing that comes to us in the end. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the one who comes with all the vulnerability of a mother hen as she plants herself and opens her arms wide, soft and vulnerable as we could ever imagine. And her wings fold around us, wings that hold us with tenderness and are sometimes tinged with sadness and sorrow and always fierce, fierce love. They extend out and embrace every one of us. So blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, our mother Christ, who longs to embrace us under her wings, who enfolds us in her love, and who holds us in her care this day forth and forever. Amen.